So um, earlier, me and Cameron were talking about the recent news, film-wise, about the new Cleopatra remake starring Gal Gadot being going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. And we, we were talking about how weird it is that, like, that must be, like, a, like a boomer executive, like, pitch, right? Because it's a, it's a remake of a movie from what? From, what? like... 56, I believe. Hold on, I have it right up in front of me. Uh, Cleopatra's a 1963 American epic. Um, and what's also weird about this is that, um, is that one, there's not really a market for epic historical pieces. Also, well, the original Cleopatra is four hours and 20 minutes. And it totally bombed, right? No, 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 no. Um, but it, it it was the most expensive film at the time, to the point where it almost made 20th Century uh, Fox go bankrupt. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> okay. It says right here that massive cost overruns and production troubles, which included changing in director and cast, a change in film a filming locale sets that had to be constructed twice, lack of a firm what? shooting script, and personal scandal uh, around co-star Taylor and uh, Burden. Oh my god. How How much, like... It caused the earning at the box office was it was the highest grossing film in nineteen sixty three, right? Uh, but that couldn't save it because it made fifty seven point seven million in the box office with US and Canada, which is weird. I've never I never see that see see those two countries together when like calculating a box office total. I that's weird. That is weird. Uh, however, initially lost money due to this production and marketing cost of forty four million dollars. But on the right side, so, it did receive nine Academy Awards. So it probably broke even. Nominations. It probably did broke even. Fuck Whoa, it, Elizabeth can... Taylor, who, who plays Cleopatra, was awarded a record-setting contract of a million dollars for wow. just starring in it. It's so weird that they're making it. They're yeah. remaking it now. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I haven't read the, the article. I've just seen the headline. Mm. It's probably it is weird that they're remaking out because again I don't think most movie goers would want to see a uh, an historical epic. And the people who would, like you, you telling me about this movie, like I didn't, I didn't really know about it until you brought it up. Like now I want to watch the original more than I want to ro- uh, go watch remake. the remake. Uh yeah, <laughs> that that is true, but like. This has to be like an executive was like, I really like that Cleopatra. <laughs> Let's get a girl boss. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. An established girl boss. Let's get an established girl boss. Do you think it's a passion project of someone? Because otherwise, I, like, why? Yeah, why? Oh. I mean, the, Hollywood doesn't really learn their lesson because a couple years back they remade Ben Hur and that movie bombed. No one watched hey, that. You made that? Yeah, it had Morgan Freeman in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and no one watched it. Um, yeah, that's so weird. I I mean, I'll give them credit that the star of the remake is Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that gives them some points for... <laughs> also... But, like, if... It, if it isn't broke, then 
why even bother trying oh wow apparently people really wanted to make this because it says right here in this vanity article that paramount won the rights to the project reportedly beating out other uh suitors such as apple universal warner brothers and netflix wow so this has to be like a fucking hot script that was just going around la that's still weird though. that's really weird lately this doesn't say anything about passion project in here i guess it, it probably costs a lot less with modern technology I would guess it's probably... I fucking called it. I called it. Paramount Motion Picture Group President Emma Watts and Studio Chairman Jim... However the fuck you say that last name. Gianna Lopez? Gianna Lopez? Gianna Lopez. Giannopoulos. Giannopoulos. Maybe. Yeah. Reportedly pushed hard to land Cleopatra. So, yeah. It it was an executive thing. where insiders say she's been encouraging her colleagues to get more aggressive in finding splashy material and urge them to make, to ur- urging them to think more creatively about revigorating retired franchises. So yeah, wow. <laughs> they just want they just want to remake it to make it better. Yeah, they think they're gonna be able to make it better. Well, not make it better, but make because like that sounds to me it was like. You know, we try too hard to remake stuff that's already pre-established. How about we be unique and remake stuff that um, no one wants to watch a remake of? (laughs) (laughs) You think that's what they sound like? Probably. In their... That's how how I imagine most pitches go. We're like, hmm. How about, um, you know what? We're going to try to not compete with Marvel anymore. Um, because said no one ever. <laughs> this 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 is my impression of Warner Bros. executives. Um, so we don't have a superhero franchise that's doing that well. Um, DC Comics movies have been uh, not doing our best. This is a this is a pre Joker world. Um, <laughs> um, they haven't been doing pretty well. Zack Snyder has kind of been fucking us over. Uh, I don't know why we um let him direct all of our movies, but. <laughs> Um, so how about, how about we still try to go through a superhero angle? Because that's what the kids like. But, but, but what can we go? Let's try something original and unique. Let's put um, the word the in front of everything. Let's put the word the in front of everything? Um, um, hey Jerry, what, what, what book are you reading? Oh, this is a, uh, the sequel to The Shining called Dr. Sleep. We can do some cool stuff because, like, The Shining is kind of like the Forks, and that'd be, like, really cool oh if you did that. Oh, my God. Um, but anyways, yeah. back, to, <laughs> back to Cleopatra. It's also, it's probably not going to be as interesting because they're not going to shoot in location. They're yeah. Not, they're not going to have the... huge, giant sets and, like... It's all going to be green screen. It's going to be green screen. It's going to look like Mulan. Um... Well, no, but unlike it'll, Mulan, it won't be filmed next to a concentration camp. Um, unlike Mulan, it'll be... Everything is just going to be yellow and... Oh, orange. yeah, the color the color correction in that. <laughs> it's going to be orange. <laughs> it's going to be orange because every film... In the desert. In the is, desert. It must be orange. Mm-hmm. Except for Dune, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that is a... That's not like, is it a cold desert? I, I mean, there it's a... Desert planet. Okay. It's like Tatooine. Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine. Oh wow! Can't I love I loved when people wouldn't stop talking about Dune and you're like, 
Jay, what the fuck is this stupid dune shit you're hearing about? And I was like, Cameron. <laughs> okay. I I was left out, okay? You were left out. I feel out. like I was left out. Cause I Did you never... watch the trailer? Uh, you should. The movie's being delayed until next year. <laughs> well, I saw, I'm not going to watch it frame by frame, but I have seen, like, I, I saw it everywhere when it came yeah. out, so I didn't. That trailer feels like you're watching fucking Metropolis. Like, it was mind-blowing. I was like, whoa, we can fucking visually do this? This is insane. It's It's crazy. And it makes me sad that, like, with this technology that we have, we easily could have gotten Hodorowsky's Dune. I know. But no. No one wants to take a little little risk. I guess... But they... Didn't they... Like, everyone knows about the... Like, everyone has been ripping off his script. Oh, yeah. For years, so... Would it just be, like, a John Carter from Mars situation? Where... You know what John Carter from Mars is? No, it was this old series of books that were very, like, influential uh, when it comes to uh, it came to science fiction. And they inspired, like, L- Lucas and, and all this, like, this pulp fiction um, sci-fi from, like, the 50s. Mm-hmm. And then... And then when Disney got the rights to make it into a film, uh, I forgot who plays John Carter. Everyone watched it and was like, this is very unoriginal. We've seen this in Star Wars and blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, that is the reason why a lot of people at our school hate black and white movies. As if that's a genre. Yeah. But, but like... I also, I wouldn't say a lot. I think it's just that one fucking kid. <laughs> mm, well, there are... There are select people who can't stand it because they feel like they've seen it before and they feel like it's, it's I don't too think that's, slow. I don't think that's that's why people don't like black and white movies. I think when they see black and white, they think outdated. Exactly, but but the aspects of a movie from 100 years ago that turned people off to them mm-hmm. is the fact that maybe because they're not in color, yeah. they feel offended by that. Um, <laughs> Um, because the frame rate is not up to speed, so it looks kind of funny when people run. Yeah, but I love it. I love it. I know, but some people... It's so funny. It's so funny when people run in 18 frames per second. It's great. But, like, the first time I ever saw that, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it feels weird, and you kind of have to, you have to adjust to it. Yeah, and then, and then when you do learn that... Old movies were filmed on eighteen uh, frames per second. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and then you don't care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like when you're watching an older movie and you see something that you've seen before from a modern film, then you just either you're like Jay watching eight and a half, and you're like, oh, that's where the dancing from Pulp Fiction from Pulp Fiction came from, and then mm-hmm. your mind is kind of blown, and you're like. Just sitting there smiling like, oh, this is cool. Or you're like, wait, why are they doing the Pulp Fiction dance? (laughs) 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 And then you're like, wait. (laughs) Like, I feel like some people just, I don't know. I I think that subconsciously it's, it's a lot of those aspects of it just not matching and and kind of like what we were talking about with psycho some older movies feel too much like a stage play mm-hmm. and some people just hate that like some people want to see 
one person talking and the camera's on them, another person talking and the camera's on them. Like, the modern dynamic, instead of just, I don't know. There are a lot of things that I feel like contribute to people believing that black and white films are yeah not good. Black and white films don't have explosions. Black and white movies don't have Tom Holland in them. You can you can find someone who looks like Tom Holland. Oh, in a black and white movie? Yeah, you totally could. That's also a really fun thing to do when you're watching an older movie to be like, "Whoa, that looks like that actor that I know." <laughs> <laughs> like I do that a lot. I yeah. I, I did I, you have that last night when we were watching uh, Safety Last? Yeah, uh, there was a guy who looked like I forget his name, Jim. Uh, what is his his last name's Tambor, but I don't remember his first name. Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Is that his name? Let me show you. Yeah, there was a guy in Safety Lads who looked like Jeffrey Tambor. What the fuck? I'm not. Making what scene? <laughs> what scene? It was like the. Was Wait. it the cop? Are you thinking about the newspaper man who, who tells Harold Lloyd, I was like, if you keep coming earlier, son, you're going to be president or night watchman. Um, I don't remember. He was he was definitely there when he was climbing the building. Oh, uh, okay. I think it was the policeman. Harold Lloyd said ACAP, by the way. Yeah. It is really funny when Multiple Harold... Multiple times. Yeah, he kicks the fuck out of that police officer. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. It is very funny. That even back, even like almost a hundred years ago, we were still uh, making, I, fun of, making fun of police officers. I can't believe I had a moment while we were watching that mm-hmm. where I like double checked what year it came out, and I was like, 1923, yeah. I was like, this came out 97 years ago. It's insane, yeah. We're gonna be living, you, you, like, <laughs> this, this generation of people are gonna be living in, in, in an age where most iconic cinema will turn a hundred years old. That is so insane. We're going to live, like, to see the 100-year anniversary of Ben-Hur. And Citizen Kane. And Citizen Kane. What the hell? Yeah, it's insane. That is so weird. You know what I keep thinking about? Every time I'm like, wow, we're, like, a couple years away from King Kong's 100th anniversary. I'm like, dude, that box set is going to go fire. That box set's going to be so nice. (laughs) Going to go fire. What am I? Going to go hard. Okay, Boomer. Getting excited about Godzilla, King Kong. What did you say? I said King Kong, <laughs> but I would be excited about that. King Godzilla, Kong, box, Godzilla set. box set. Which I mean, I already own a Godzilla box set, and I can talk about it. I have not finished it yet. I like. I think I'm halfway through it. I think I I I, I stopped at Son of Godzilla. I think I'm about uh, then. Like, if I were to pick it up, that box set up again, I would start Son of Godzilla, and that kind of turns me off because that movie looks kind of stinky. You you got to the second generation of Godzillas and you were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because the so son of Godzilla better. talks and you and and there's like some, I for, I forget what his fuck I think he's just called Junior I think he's his dad his, his name is just Dad Junior, and there's like a little kid who like meets up with Godzilla's son and then he's like, and then Godzilla's uh, son is like. My dad teaches me to fight my own battles. Uh, is, is that what vegetables. he sounds like? He sounds like that. He doesn't sound like a kid. I'll play you a clip of him right now. No, you don't. You don't yes, we're not going to get a copyright strike for this. No one cares about Godzilla Jr. Oh, my God.
Oh, that's 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 his little that's his little tantrum noise that Godzilla Jr. <laughs> does. Fucking talk, like motherfucker. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Godzilla Jr. does not sound like a little kid. He sounds like some creepy dude in a Godzilla Jr. outfit, which is which, I mean that's technically what it is. But what the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah, we're talking about movies turning a hundred years old. That uh, is so. It's it's crazy so to think. So weird. Like like not even it, like, like, like I think about that too. I'm like I like I watch a film from the seventies. I'm like wow, if everything goes right, I'm gonna live to be. I wanna live to see the hundredth anniversary of Star Wars. Holy shit. Also just just thinking about how the seventies was fifty years ago. Yeah, that's insane. Like it for some reason that's it's so crazy weird to, me. to me. It's so crazy to me. Even though I was born at the t- turn of the century and like I don't know of like I wasn't alive when anything before two thousand came I guess out. I just I guess it's because like Film restorations make everything look like it was filmed yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When we're watching Safety Last on the Criterion Channel. Oh, that restoration is so good. Of course we're going to... I was I was thinking about how, like, Safety Last restoration is, like, really clean. You can barely see, like, any mm-hmm. scratches on it. And, I'm, and, and then I was thinking back, I'm, like, watching, like, a Keaton film or, like, a, yeah. a Chaplin film. No matter how good the restorations are, you always see damage on the film. Yeah. And I think... My guess is that, like, Chaplin and Keaton were just way more popular, that those, like, negatives just got around more. Maybe, yeah. I know that it for sure is hard to get your hands on, like, a good copy. Like, Metropolis is the best example Mm -hmm. of trying their best to restore it because it's so influential. But, like, it's so hard to come by a Mm -hmm. perfect... restoration of metropolis because every single one like there are either parts missing like entire scenes are left out Mm -hmm. because i think that in the most full version there are still scenes missing really yeah um that's kind of sad i know and like you know this is an anime remake of metropolis it sounds cool i've heard like it's not it's uh it's directed by the guy who did um not direct one of the main, like, people behind Akira is behind it. Otomo Katsuhiro? I don't know if he directed it, or... I remember he- hearing something about that. Otomo Tezuka. Huh? Osama Tezuka. Fritz Lang. He goes on kind of that. Osama Tezuka. Katsuhiro Otomo. Yeah, screenplay. Okay, so you Yeah, see? So he wrote it. But anyways, you were talking about Metropolis? No, we need to wrap it up. We need to wrap it up? Yeah. Oh, we do need to wrap it up. We do have 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Um, we have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I have to catch a train and, <laughs> and Cameron has to go to work. So, reminder for um, everyone to watch Hubby Halloween on Netflix streaming now. <laughs> what are the odds that you and me have to watch Hubby Halloween? Let's do it. What are um, the odds? Four. Okay. A, a B, B, C. C. Three. <laughs> you fuck! What? Oh my, you... <laughs> so when are we gonna watch it? Fucking whenever. Tonight? So, it's been a week, Jay. Mm-hmm. 
and I want you to finally talk about your hot take on Hubie Halloween. <laughs> um, my hot take on it? It's not really a hot take because everyone else has like the same opinion on it. I don't think it's good. Five stars. You I did it. not give it five stars. <laughs> you said, you. we finished the movie, you look at me, and you said, fuck, I think it's perfect. <laughs> and I said, Jay, what are the people going to think? So now you gotta explain yourself so you don't offend anyone. Uh, okay, Hubie Halloween is a. Uh... <laughs> okay. God damn. Oh, you're really putting me on the spot here. Uh, Hubie. I, I had a. Fuck. I don't have Pretend my... you're a 13 year old boy. Okay. And then, and then it'll work better. Alright, so uh, Hubie Halloween is really funny because Adam Sandler does a very, fu- very funny uh, voice that <laughs> that's not. Um, it's it's it may or may not be problematic, but I don't care about it because I'm a thirteen year old boy. Uh, <laughs> talk uh, about the talk about the sex jokes. Oh, there was a lot of sex jokes that came out of, no, uh, out of uh, nowhere, and and I was watching it with my family because we thought it was gonna be a family picture because because it had a lot of kids in it. Did you just say family picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. He's a thirteen-year-old boy into cinema, right? Why else would he be watching? Uh, he be Halloween. You're right. Also, I'd like right. to apologize that in the last two, ep- the last episode, I mispronounced and the beginning half of this episode. Oh uh, yeah. That I, I pronounced it hubby. hubby Halloween. It's actually Hubby Halloween, which is my mistake. Uh, don't ever trust my opinion on film again, except for my five-star review on Hubby Halloween. But Hubby might be hubby. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, spoiler alert for the entire oh day of Hubie Halloween. God. Um, I'm going to drop this 13 year old bit. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's best if we, if we do a nice little play by play of Hubie Halloween. I, I just, it. I, the thing that was most shocking was that we didn't know it was four kids going into it, but then the mo the more we looked at the cast list oh, and yeah. the more we just watched the movie, we were like, why are there so many Disney stars? There's a lot, yeah. The entire cast of Jesse. It's like old. When we were, when we were watching Disney Channel slash uh, uh, leaving. Yeah, watching when it. we were like 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hubie Halloween came out this year. It is directed by Stephen Brill. It stars Adam Sandler and his, and his good old buddies. Uh, plus Ray Liotta. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Ray Liotta is doing in this movie. And Shaq. Which That's a spoiler. Is- oh, we were we were spoiling the whole movie. Anyways, that is the one. That is the one good joke in this movie. I didn't know it was him though. <laughs> like no little kid would know who that is. Yes, they would. How- little kids are into basketball. Does he still play basketball? No. <laughs> But like little, I don't know. Maybe like a little kid saw that movie Kazam, where where he's a little uh, basketball genie. I think I've seen Kazam. Well, congratulations. Anyways, (laughs) but I didn't know. (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, yeah. It stars it stars Adam Sandler, Kevin James, uh, Julie uh Julie Bowen, Ray Liotta for some fucking reason, Steve Buscemi, Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider. Yeah. He's oh, the, I I was thinking Dan Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Schneider and Hubie Halloween. 
I no, mean, that's, it, that's an accident. He's probably pro- produced it. That's why that fucking movie is so horny for no reason. But we'll get into that. So it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like outwardly horny. It was just like saying the word horny and like. Well, we gotta we gotta get into it. We just, gotta we gotta like lay the groundwork about this movie because okay. this, this is gonna be a spotlight episode on it's this. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of weird because like. I don't think this movie is necessarily noteworthy, but since we... It was still fun. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> uh, I don't think this movie was necessarily, like, noteworthy for, for like... Because, like, it's honestly just re- kind of forgettable. But since we did that whole um, What Are the Odds bet, we had to watch it. And and that last episode was way too short, so fuck it. We're gonna, 20 minutes. <laughs> it was 20 minutes, so fuck it. We're going to fill some time where we talk about Hebe Halloween. I'm losing my mind. I haven't been able to stop thinking about Hubie Halloween. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Are you seriously have the not... day? No, 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 no. The day oh, okay. after, I was working, and my coworker was just like asking me what I've been up to, and I was like, "Oh, I watched this really funny movie." <laughs> you did not describe it I like did. that. I was like, "Oh, I watched it." No, I, I, I said I watched an Adam Sandler movie, uh-huh. so we got talking about it. But then I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Because really? I was like, oh, I actually watched that movie. <laughs> Here's the thing with, with Phoebe Halloween. I, it's, this movie is like nothing in it the is. sense that it's not like noteworthy. And it's not really like horrendous. It's not fucking god awful. I like, yeah, it's fine to show it to a 13 year old and mm-hmm. they'll have a kick out of it. Watch it with the whole family, but again, there's those weird fucking <laughs> sexual jokes that come out anywhere. But anyways, let's put some also, context for Hebe Halloween. Can I say one more thing? Sure thing. Um, I would like to say, with all sincerity, that it is a waste of time. Unless you like not, that humor. Well, not because it's not funny, not because it's an Adam Sandler movie, but because... It is an hour and 42 minutes long. <laughs> and it is way too long. Feel, every fucking scene feels like it's going to lead to the climax. Yeah. Every goddamn scene feels like things are about to get wrapped up. It's kind of aggravating. It is. Anyway, so Hubie Halloween is about Adam Sandler who plays this man-child where... Also, we don't know if this movie... In the beginning part of this episode, the one that was recorded one or two weeks ago. Mm. No, 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 no. Last episode, actually, because I said that Hebe Halloween is probably not problematic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not, I'm not <laughs> sure what to, I don't, I don't know if, if this movie is slightly ableist or not. Yeah, because they don't, they don't give us any answers, which is possibly for the better. Possibly for the better. He's, he's a very, um... I don't like I don't even know how to phrase it. Like he just seems like he's not up to speed with the rest of the characters yeah, of his that, age. Yes, he just, he's a he's a man child, obviously. He's an Adam Sandler character. He's an Adam Sandler character. Uh, in the begin oh, he's introduced uh in the in the movie, I don't know if you remember this, riding a bicycle mm-hmm. and like he's just mumbling to himself. And yeah. he has a funny voice while he's mumbling, and I thought to myself, Oh, that's probably just Oh, his, he's doing his fucking funny voice again. And then he works at his job at the deli, which is good for him that he can, you know, get employed. But fucking... He, then he keeps talking like that. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to put on this fucking voice for the yeah. whole movie. And that's the point where I was like, okay, we got to pause. 
and I got to turn on the subtitles because I, yeah, no I had no idea what the what fuck he was, he was saying. saying. It was so hard to understand. So anyways, oh. Hubie works at this deli, but he's only there for, what, two scenes? Yeah. This takes place in Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's their... That's their... That's and, the whole And then according to the, to the movie's world, Salem ha- makes a really special day out of Halloween. It's like Halloween Town. I think they actually uh, do. Do they I'm actually sure they in real life? Do. And Hubie fucking loves Halloween. His mom, he lives with his mom in this big ass house. That house is huge for no yeah. reason. It's just him and his mom who pampers him uh, and like lo- loves him. Hubie is kind of like Chris Chan for those of uh, you who know who that is. Uh, yeah, you kept on saying that. Because he very much does act like Chris Chan. But Chris Chan is a topic for a whole different episode. Okay, so Hubie and his mom, along with the rest of the town, but Hubie more specifically, fucking loves Halloween. They they make a joke where his mom's like, Hubie, you've always loved Halloween, even though you've always been scared of everything. It's your favorite <laughs> holiday. And then Hubie's like, well, we're Jewish, so I couldn't pick Christmas. And I was like, okay, that, that's a good joke. Are you just going <laughs> to recount it scene by scene? Well, I'm going to try my best to recount <laughs> because because there's some very questionable things about this movie. But what makes Hubie a... What gives his character conflict is that fucking every character hates his guts. Except for one. Except for, except for two. His mom doesn't hate his guts. Oh, and his his neighbor. Well, oh, yeah. Steve Buscemi, his neighbor. Yeah. We got to get to that. Every fucking character in this movie wants to kill Adam Sandler on sight. There is a scene where Adam Sandler is just... I mean, Hubie, my bad. It's just, it's just riding his fucking bike back to home. And then, like, a group of fucking kids with, like, ghost face masks, like, throw shit at them. And one of them throws a fucking cocktail molotov at him. Every, every time he, he was walking in the woods in one scene, someone th- threw a flaming arrow at him. <laughs> and it just hit a tree and he just, like, ducked around it. Like, uh-huh. nothing. Yeah. Like... You forgot to talk about your favorite part about this movie. I just <laughs> Cameron kept saying that this is the the best bit in the whole world while we're watching this movie. Apparently, Hubie is a f- mastermind engineer, but he's dumb on everything else. He has a fucking thermos. <laughs> Funniest shit I've ever but seen. It's a, <laughs> but it's a Swiss Army thermos. Yeah. So, so, like, so it turns into an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, it has an umbrella. It has a grappling <laughs> it has, hook. It has, he's it has like, a shovel, I think, at one point. <laughs> at one it point, can hold up to like four different liquids. <laughs> at one point, he needed something and he was like, God, I don't know why it's not in my thermos. <laughs> and <laughs> but, I, like, it's a flashlight. It's a flashlight. I, th- I just thought the bit was all right, whatever. Cameron was losing. <laughs> you were losing your mind every time the, the fucking thermos was brought up. There was a scene where Hubie's, like, presenting to, like, a, a class of, like, l- little elementary school kids about uh, Halloween safety. And then, oh, yeah. and, then, and then one of the kids, like, hey, you, you're a shithead. They don't say that, but, like, they say some shit like that. And then Hubie, like, goes, like, Bob, I'm going to scare you. And he screams at the kid. And then, and then the kid starts scream, uh, crying. And then every kid fucking starts throwing <laughs> a bunch of shit at Hubie. And then Hubie pulls out the fucking therm- uh, therm- uh, thermos and uh, pops up the umbrella. And then Cameron, I kid you not, went... <laughs> just completely laughed. <laughs> laughed 
You laughed your ass off. I did. I laughed. I didn't. I didn't go. Ah! I just. You like, did. I you went crazy. You went really wild. You... It's just funny because it. I forget about it, and then he just pulls mm-hmm. it out, and there it is. But anyways, and then and then now now Hubie has a, a neighbor who's played by Steve Buscemi. God bless. Why are we Why are we doing play by play? Because there's no analysis happening. Here. There's no, but we can like you know. Can we just say? That he's a werewolf, just straight up. Oh, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah. He's a gay werewolf. He's a gay furry <laughs> werewolf. Because... <laughs> and... <laughs> Anyways, the, the way the way Steve Buscemi being a gay furry ties into the movie is because <laughs> Rob Schneider... Uh, there's a, a subplot where Rob Schneider... Well, we don't know it's Rob Schneider until he takes off his mask at the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, is a serial killer that escapes from... Uh, a, a mental asylum which is also super messed up that they start off the movie with that scene of mm-hmm. of like the guy oh yeah of someone that is the escaping, opening shot yeah which it was cool like it kind of got my expectations way too high yeah though. i thought it was gonna be like a comedy horror movie where like the motherfucker was gonna try to kill people yeah and, and, and i got really excited and then it just and then it cuts to Hubie on his bike, and you're like, "Oh, is this the guy who just no?" Who just that's what I thought. I was like, "Is this the guy?" It makes just... you think Steve Buscemi is the, is the serial killer because well, well, first you think it's Hubie. At least I did because uh-huh. it's the next person you see, and that's how editing works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you see Steve Buscemi, this, this creepy neighbor character, and you're like, uh-huh. "Oh, this has to be him." Mm-hmm. But until the, the very one, cl- end, well, one clever thing about this movie is that it mis- misdirects you a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but then you're just like, "Well, that was dumb." It's someone I don't yeah, even care about. It's someone you don't care about, and like, it doesn't really do anything for the fucking plot. It's just yeah, there. The, it's just, just another plot. It just it, it does nothing. Rob Schneider reveals himself. He finds Steve Buscemi. He's like, "Hey, I was looking for you." We have to go back to the mental asylum, <laughs> yeah. and then and then and then he pets Steve Buscemi, and Steve Buscemi starts uh, um, purring, purring, even though he's a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, and he, he like wags his like feet. Yeah, he like yeah. <laughs> it's just like out of the blue, and it's, it's funny. It's but, funny, but like I do want to point out that Salem is actually really big on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's like a tourist attraction. I just watched a little newscast thing. From Halloween last year. Speaking about newscasts in Salem, there's a scene in the oh. fucking movie where there's a newscast where people are talking about <laughs> like, how, oh, we're all getting ready for Halloween, and then they do a joke where every girl is dressed as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm I'm just thinking to myself, was this written when the when fucking Suicide Squad came out? <laughs> how that <laughs> like, was weird. It's such an outdated joke. I mean, to be fair, walking around Chicago this year. I saw someone dressed as Harley Quinn, which, by the way, where were they going? Because they better not be going from one place to another because that's a little dangerous. Yeah. Um, and they were, like, all dressed up with their friend, and I was like, I don't know. Also, why are you Harley Quinn? <laughs> but apparently it's a, it's a really big thing. Like, tourists come from different countries wow. to go there. Which is cool. Now I kind of want to go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can re- reenact Hubie Halloween uh, scenes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll work at a diner. We keep, <laughs> we keep forgetting Hubie has a love interest in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's the mom from Modern Family. I won't oh, tell you it? which mom, though. <laughs> I have never seen it's, Modern it's, Family. It's the blonde mom. 
Thank you. That very that paints a picture <laughs> in my head as someone who's an avid Modern Family viewer. Anyway, uh, yeah, she's in it and she's a love interest, but she has a different family with Noah Schnapp in it. Schnapp. 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 Yeah, she has adopted kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> she got rid of her old family. <laughs> she got rid of her old family. Got a new adopted kids. She's married to. She's not married to anyone. No, she she was divorced. Oh, by... she was divorced from Kevin James character. Yeah. Um, Who is, funny enough, is a cop. It's funny because he was Paul Blart in Paul Blart <laughs> Mall Cop. Not to be confused with <laughs> Paul, Paul Blart's <laughs> Mall Cop. <laughs> also, a <laughs> little side tangent. Why the fuck would you put the name... Of your main character, <laughs> your fictional main character, in the title of your movie, um, like unless it's like fitting, like it's fitting for Scott Pilgrim versus the World. But imagine. I just thought it was so funny that as a young child you thought that it was Paul Blartz. So <laughs> oh, I you did. Thought that his name was Paul Blart. I had a big brain fart moment where I thought Kevin James's a legitimate name was Paul Blart because I remembered the title as. Paul Blart's mall cop. Uh, (laughs) But that's stupid. Why the fuck would you put a fictional character's name in your title? That's like if you you fucking called... I don't fucking know. um, uh, They just couldn't decide on a title, probably. Just call a movie Paul Blart. Well, yeah. That's like if you call the movie... That's like like if you called The Shining Jack Torrance's The Shining. Like, why? Why would he do that? Maybe there's a different movie called... No, there's not. (gasps) It's on Netflix! Let's watch it! Oh, my God. Uh, maybe... Maybe, um... Maybe... Susie Banyan's uh, Suspiria. Like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Maybe, um... Maybe there's, like, a different thing called Mall Cop. Robocop's Robocop. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter's... Harry Potter and the <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Ripley's Alien. Like <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Why would he do that? Wait, is Jason in Friday the Thirteenth? Is that no Jason? Please tell me. I don't remember this Nightmare J- on Elm Street. Jason, the famous killer of Nightmare on uh, Elm Street. Jason's Nightmare on Jason, Elm Street. <laughs> Jason Cougar. What are you talking? <laughs> No, it's Freddy Krueger's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Jason is Friday the 13th. And Mike Myers. Five Nights at Freddy's Nightmare (laughs) What the fuck are we talking about for Hebe Halloween? We're talking about the love interest. They kiss through the TV, which is... Oh, they have a full-on makeup session. It was a very heartfelt moment for me and Jay because we were on FaceTime, so we got to do this. Um, she has like three adopted kids. One of them is uh, what's his name? Noah uh, Noah Sh- Schnapps. 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 <laughs> Noah Schnapps. What the fuck is his name? Noah Schnapp from the Stranger Things. Is he from Stranger Things? Yeah, he's. What the fuck is he? Will not Will. He's... I am. <laughs> He's um the main like the kid who's possessed. Oh, well, what the fuck? I did not recognize it. Well, he grew. Yeah, he. 
Whoa. Whoa, he grew. Look at him. That's, That's crazy. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Anyways. Rest in peace, Stranger Things. Yeah, rest in peace, good Stranger Things. Like, it should have been a miniseries. I'm really sad. Should have been a miniseries or an anthology series. Season Do one we is... want to get into this right now? I I don't know. Let's... I mean, we're already talking about Hebe Halloween. Uh, what is... Well, what I is, I guess, okay. <laughs> to finish our Hebe Halloween discussion, we're not going to go fucking play by play. We're going to talk about how <laughs> our, oddly our... sexual this fucking movie is. So, There's... Maya Rudolph is just a random... She's She's character. married to some... Some dude, I forget his I, name. I don't remember. I didn't yeah, and their whole and their whole bit is that like they haven't had sex in forever, and he's trying to turn her on throughout the whole movie. But it's and so out of. It comes nowhere. out of left field, and like you think this, I I've said it before, you think this movie is a, a, like a family picture, but then but then, but then there's a scene where. <laughs> Where, where she where she talks about how she's never been sexually uh um satisfied yeah, yeah, yeah. in their whole marriage and yeah and it's so weird because when they introduce those characters it's like it feels like oh maybe this movie is trying to be sort of episodic but then they see Hubie and they're like oh let's go pull a prank let's go like pull a, a prank mean on prank let's on Hubie mean prank on Hubie every character wants Hubie dead they for literally some almost drive him over they do and for no <laughs> For no reason besides the fact that Hubie's a bit annoying. Yeah, and he's so nice. He like like they yeah, make a they, they make so a point. Nice. Every character that doesn't hate Hubie makes a point of being like Hubie, you are the nicest. Yeah. Second coming of Christ, <laughs> you are a saint, saint Hubie. Can I call you Jesus? <laughs> Can I call you Jesus? Um, especially Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta really wants to f- fucking kill his ass i'm thinking this movie may be a uh, goodfellas sequel because if you remember at the end of goodfellas uh when henry hill gets put into uh witness protection he's in that suburban uh area and then he talks about having spaghetti uh um uh egg noodles and ketchup for spaghetti and then the, the movie closes and joe pesci shoots uh shoots uh, you the audience goodfellas has a really good ending it's a fucking incredible movie happened? yes you saw goodfellas I don't remember that. Oh my god, Cameron, you saw Goodfellas. It's been a couple years. Okay, to be fair. But anyways. More like Hubie fair. So yeah, I'm thinking that Henry Hill had to change his name, because obviously he's in witness protection. <laughs> to Hubie? No, no, not Hubie. <laughs> Hubie, <laughs> Hubie Hill? <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> Henry Halloween? Um, yeah. Uh, Henry Hill had to change his name because he's in witness protection and now he's so fucking mad that he lost his uh, life of excess that he has to take it out on Hubie and beat his ass up like just so he can get some old pent re- up rage pent up rage and like he, he can relive his his youth but anyway oh my god that's a BuzzFeed article no, waiting to happen <laughs> it just starts with your line Remember the ending of Goodfellas? <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe the connections between Hubie Halloween and Goodfellas. Nine out of ten people will shit Nine. their pants. <laughs> and it goes beyond the fact that they both have Ray Liotta. If you remember, Uncut Gems was produced by Martin Scorsese, the director of Goodfellas. And Uncut Gems stars Adam Sandler, the star of Hubie Halloween. Imagine a BuzzFeed fucking person talking like that. All the Try Guys talk like that. (laughs) We're here trying a $500 shoe compared to a $2 shoe for breakfast. 
Anyways, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, we're dream. talking about the sexuality in Hubie Halloween oh. and how we can study it as a feminist film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's one scene where where the oh, love interest. Oh my god! Wait. Oh no! Go on. Okay, there's there's one scene where the love interest uh, pulls up and sees Hubie, and and she's like, Hubie, you're such a nice person. She's like, fucking says some shit about how nice he is. Um, almost the same writing in Knives Out because as if you remember uh, all those characters do is talk about how fucking nice the the the, the immigrant uh, character is because immigrants are precious little angels um, who don't have anything else to the character besides the fact that they must be protected fuck that movie okay. anyways <laughs> and then she ends the, the conversation with like not even sexual tension but just like you just, like yeah, it's obvious that she's like come out to Hubie like oh I, I like you you're so nice, mm-hmm. and then and then Hubie's like I'll see you later, and then and then and then some nun just pops up and and quote for quote she says I'm asexual but that made me horny. Yeah. <laughs> it was like came out of fucking nowhere. I don't like okay props to them for being like we can make a funny, like, sexuality joke and, like, uh-huh. it won't be cancelable and it's, like, it's just making, I don't know, it's just funny. Yeah, but... But, like... It comes out of nowhere and, like... Like, why? It was not necessary. I don't know who's... The, the the demographic for this film is, like, crazy <laughs> because there's so many kid actors in this fucking movie. But I don't... And there's a lot of scene where those kid actors are, like, the center of it. They have their own, like, subplots and shit. But there's a I... whole subplot about going to a fucking Halloween dance of, like, oh, I don't know how to ask this girl out. And, and I then... I don't think adults would like it, though. My, that probably would. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's fair. But, but one scene that really bothered me... Was the one with China Ann McLean of Ant Farm. Oh, and, yeah. And Ray Liotta. And Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta coming onto her strong. It was so uncomfortable. It was so weird because. And then she makes a point of like, at, wait, you're flirting with me? Yeah. You're and, like three times my age. Get out of here, you old pervert. But it's just so weird because at first he's like just genuinely being nice. And uh-huh. it's just like. And then they sit down and start talking. And then she's like, wait, are you coming on to me? And there's just like, what What am I watching? <laughs> Why am I watching? It's so weird. Like, how did this not get cut? It is. Because if Vom- you cut out all those things, it would be a perfectly fine runtime of yeah. like an hour 30. There's like also a scene. Years. Okay. The one genuinely fucking great joke in this movie that made me laugh out loud. LOL. Raffle. Um... Was there's a there's this um, Elvira ripoff character that have throughout the movie where is this this mistress of the night like radio star who's like, like oh things are getting spooky in Salem and it happens all throughout the fucking movie uh, and to pay homage to American Graffiti that amazing scene where Richard Dreyfuss's character uh, goes visits Wolfman Jack that scene that like makes me choke up every time I watch it Hubie um, <laughs> goes up and to the radio station and finds out that Shaquille O'Neal was actually the voice <laughs> of the sexy woman on on, <laughs> on the radio and that that legitimately killed me um, but there's a fucking scene where 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 they elaborate on the joke by having some guy walk in and 
and having that be his wife and <laughs> and and his wife having this deep uh, masculine voice and then they just like make out very passionately in front of you it <laughs> and it's so going. weird it's so unnecessarily horny and just imagine it's... like your your middle American family and it's movie night and you guys pick <laughs> Hubie Halloween because I don't know you all like the fucking water boy or whatever uh, and you watch it and you're having a grand old time and then that nun says how horny she was and like it's so weird it's just awkward anyways yeah so I don't know Um, but other than that Hubie Halloween is oh we forgot to mention the plot twist of Hubie Halloween so all throughout the movie oh. people get abducted oh yeah and people think they just straight up die but it turns out it was actually Hubie's mom the whole time, <laughs> and that she's like she's a witch. Sort of witch. She's she's because of Salem. Yeah. And her whole motive for wanting to abduct and kill people, uh, she wants Hubie to stand up for himself, but <laughs> she knows that he's too nice of a person to do so. So therefore, she grabs all of her his bullies <laughs> and ties them to, and uh, and almost burns them at, at the stake. But Hubie in a so in their much, in their backyard in their backyard too. <laughs> Um, and yeah, they're just about to get burned alive, and then, and then, um, Hubie in slow motion, like, what the fuck does he spray on it? It's not water. It's like some like no, no, no. It's it's something that was in his thermos. Oh, so soup. It was leftover miso soup from yeah (laughs) from his from his thermos. Yeah, and then and And then he he stops the fire. The the news is covering all of this live. (laughs) 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 And then. Hubie gets on the news and he's like, uh, can I say something? He gives this heartfelt speech so much so that we skip a year later and he's the fucking mayor of <laughs> Salem. He's now an officially elected politician. He's probably going to become a congressman. And then who knows, Hubie 2024 uh, will be our next uh, presidential candidate. Him an AOC. <laughs> Wait, Hubie's a Republican? Or the- <laughs> But that's really all Hubie Halloween. It's mostly just inoffensive, like, nothing humor. And um, the writing is all over the place. The writing's all over the place. The editing it's, is the only thing that can be called atrocious in this film. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's good enough. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We had fun talking about sorry for the three consecutive episodes about movies. Maybe this is Stop a movie apologizing. podcast. Stop apologizing. Maybe this is a movie podcast. Or rebrand ourselves. Anyways. Oh my goodness. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Follow us on SoundCloud. uh, And um, click that freaking bell. Click that freaking bell. Click the like button. Comment and subscribe. (laughs) And I don't know why I did a little Christian impression there. Uh, (laughs) Let us know what you think of the podcast so far. We hope you're Uh enjoying it. We enjoy doing it for you, so... Bye!